0: The Korean Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by the Lodge Hotel in Korea,
1: famous for food, functions and friends. Good afternoon. Welcome once again to the official Corain FC podcast <laughs> at the start of another year. But it seems to be the, the same old, same old as far as results are going on the pitch. But more of that later, I'm sure. First of all, thank you once again to our very kind sponsors, The Lodge Hotel, Corain. Um, and just at this time of the year, if anybody is thinking of nuptials and getting married, uh, why not check out the Lodge Hotel, they have a few very good dates available for 2024, so if you're considering that, all the best to you, and check out the Lodge Hotel. Johnny McNabb, my usual uh, regular co-host, uh, you're okay Johnny, you, you famously got married, I think, was it last year or the
2: year before now? twenty twenty two. I, I, another good man was was lost to myself. So, um, but I uh, one of them things you know has to be. Somebody had to marry you, Damien. So, um, <laughs> you know. it comes as, comes as all. Listen, here
1: as I said, it's the start of a new year and things are all a bit sort of doom and gloom around Corrie. so, with that in mind. We thought we all needed a bit of a cheering up and a, and a bit of a laugh uh, on this week's podcast. So what we did was we decided we would invite our good friend, Cliftonville friend no less, the, the famous face of uh, the host of The Blame Game and Give My Headpiece, Tim McGarry, along for our podcast this afternoon. First of all, Happy New Year, Tim, and thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and uh, I was at the Lodge
0: Hotel doing your dinner or lunch for the uh, for Korean cool a couple of weeks ago, pre Christmas. Uh, excellent food in the Lodge Hotel. Does this mean I get free pints when I get up there, by the way? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Excellent. I'm not intending to get married, but uh, the food is good. The crack was good. Uh, we, we had a good time. Uh, I know Rain are having a bit of a miserable time. And I haven't come on to laugh at you. I've come on to give you a, a virtual hug. Come on, guys. I mean, we're, after we beat you on Friday night, obviously. But a virtual hug. It's going to be okay.
1: Take it easy. It's going to be all right. It is, and well, you know, as I said, you know, you're you're well known on your TV and 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 everything else, and you're the host of the Blame Game. Um, so I was just wondering, Tim, who do we blame for Corian's woes? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know On a, a slightly serious note, uh,
0: can I condemn the? Uh, I know that uh, Oren's wife came out yesterday, and Oren is getting uh, unbelievable abuse and all of that. And I'm a big football fan; have followed local football for many, many years. Uh, ninety-nine percent of football fans are lovely, but there's some arseholes out there and are absolutely condemn anything that's attacking Oren or his family or anything like that. Um, uh, listen, Oren Kearney, you know, I, I, the man I admire, but I, 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 we still haven't got over being uh beaten by you lot in twenty eighteen in the <laughs> final. Uh, it's one of the days that oh, oh lives in infamy. Um and you know my brother-in-law was over from England my brother was up from Dublin there was a huge crowd of us we were confident and you still stuffed us and we give away so I can't remember the second goal I can't remember there was a goal that was just the stupidest goal ever basically kicked it out and read through anyway uh, so I'm still not over that I'm not over that of 2018 uh, but yeah Co-Real I mean having said that this Friday uh, Friday night I'd be fairly confident um, that we would uh, we would do a number on you but you know you, you, you can surprise you could, you know, you 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 seem like a wounded animal at the minute. You're bound to come good sometime. Maybe you'll stuff us. I mean, our our luck of the Irish Cup is not good. Put it like that.
1: Well, th- this is the thing about it, right? Cliftonville and the Irish Cup. Who do, for want of a better word, I mean, for those who don't know, the last time Cliftonville won the Irish Cup, I don't even know if Johnny McNabb was even born, 1979. I mean, it's that long ago and. It's quite famous now. Among Cliftonville supporters, there almost appears to be this self-fulfilling prophecy where they just think, oh, we're not going to win it again this year. And it happens every year. you are one of the better teams in the league. And for some reason, you can't seem to get the job done in the Irish Cup. Well, sadly,
0: I do remember
1: 1979 very well.
0: and the count, I was there. Uh, I, was, I was I was, quite young, but I was there. I And it was the, but bizarrely, it was the, it was the anniversary year of Cliftonville. We are the oldest club in Ireland, formed in 1879, won the cup in 1979, haven't won it since. Uh, We've had all sorts of stupid things. We should have won it in 2013 when we won the league and uh, we were, had a brilliant, brilliant team with the likes of Joe Gormley and Liam Boyce and stuff like that. Uh, Frankly, I think what happened that year was the lads went on the piss, haven't won the league. (laughs) And uh, just literally turned up for the for the cup half cut. I think uh, we were beaten by Tour I think we were one nil up against Tour but we've had just no luck in the cup as well. I think there was one year there was an ineligible player. I got the, the the final. We didn't even get play in the bloody final. We've lost in finals. We've we were in semi finals. We we had a semi final a couple of years ago against Crusaders that we were one 0 up. We should have won and we just threw it away. It's just been one year after the other, and I've two sons who are fanatical Cliftonville fans, twenty-two and twenty-five, and you know they just don't expect to see Cliftonville win um, <laughs> the Irish Cup. You know, have I seen it in my lifetime? I'm not, I'm of a certain age. Put it like that. Uh, if I seen my lifetime? I'll be delighted. They're going very they might and see it in their lifetime. So, but then also, you know, you never know. You
1: never know. You know, ne- this is this is the thing about football. And you were mentioning that twenty eighteen Irish Cup final and. You know, on the flip side of that, you obviously had a most miserable day with your family and your friends. Conversely, on the other side of that, Johnny and I, it's arguably up there with one of the best days following Corey. And I mean, Johnny, you and I, we've talked about it on the podcast before at different times and different guests. But in 2018, really, it's still, when you think about it, it still gives you the old shiver up the back, I think.
2: Yeah, it does. And obviously, Cleveland had a great crowd that day as well, and the atmosphere was really, really good, and and everyone else. Olson. Obviously... Oh, just that, and I have to go.
0: I says you're gonna talk about this. This is breaking my heart. Keep brief. We'll keep this brief. It was perfect. fixing.
2: We'll keep this brief. No, I think because we we um we should have probably wanted to got and and obviously, the Irish Cup final came around, and thankfully we were able to, to get the job done. And I think when Club equalised, Lake they thought all the them was going to be with them. And then, as as Tim alluded to, there that fluky second rubbish goal, as he called it, um, sort of changed everything in our favour. That was
1: straight. That was straight off the training ground that one. Uh, we, we worked in that.
2: We worked in that one apparently. And then yeah. the last one just.
0: Started to look away for a second? and just you... The, <laughs> the, we decided to walk away. I, oh, geez. Anyway, yeah. I remember being interviewed at halftime with a Jimmy Nesbitt. Oh, yes. Rather, oh, how would I say, a man who who, who was quite well refreshed.
1: I was going to say, who was the better and the more refreshed between you? <laughs>
0: I was totally unrefreshed. I was being very well behaved. I was expecting us to win and re- refresh myself for a few days afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was great crack, and I, uh, I had to walk whole, the whole way around the the, the pit. The, the BBC said, would you come over and do this interview?" And I know the floor manager Peter Ritchie very well. And he said, "I said I'm afraid to walk around." He said, "I'll ah, be fine." So all the cool fans give me very very gentle abuse, but very, <laughs> <laughs> it was abuse nonetheless. But it was good crack. It was good crack. You uh, wouldn't have been expected, nonetheless. That was one of those ones. That was one of those ones that uh, I really kind of you know. The, the, well it's one of those finals you just uh, but, um, but we, we slightly made up for it in 2022 beating you in the League Cup which was very funny when you were 2-0 up and you effed it up as the fans said uh, um, that, that was very funny and believe it or not that very night I was doing a give my head peace shoot in Colerain so I had to leave the ground and as soon as we lifted the cup got into my car and drove to Colerain to the Riverside Theatre in Colerain
1: I'm sure, I'm sure that was a good night for you the, that, well, I feeling-
0: was bloody working, unfortunately, so I couldn't get to the. My sons were went to the Cliffville Social Club with a team, came back, and that was a bit mad. Uh And the atmosphere was superb, and that was uh what do you call him, uh, Paddy McLaughlin's uh, moment of triumph as well, you know. And I know he's been, he's been linked now to Co. And has he turned up at Co. And there's all sorts of rumours going on there. We were very, uh, we were very sad to lose Paddy. I have
1: a lot of time for Paddy. I must say, I thought he did a great job for us. Um, he really did. Um, Just on that, you know, you're talking about Paddy and the manager, and, and obviously Orn and, and and his trials at the moment and speculation about his future, etc. etc. You mentioned Paddy, which brings me back to the start of the season and the appointment of Jim Magilton. Yeah, and fans being fans, all clubs that are the same, there seem to be from the outside looking in a, a sort of um. <sighs> A sizeable member number of co- Cliftonville supporters that weren't in favour of Jim gelton and then you fast forward a few months and look what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't know where it came from.
0: The the uh, again, he got he got abuse even from you know people, and even the club had the issue of statement saying, "All right, can everybody, calm down." You know, I don't know what it, whether it was because he played for Northern Ireland or whether his record and Ipswich and various other places was all right. You know, but he, you, Jim McGilton, you know he's a he's a serious, credible play, person, you know, and to have him as a manager, you know, we don't we didn't know how it was going to turn out. It's actually turned out to be brilliant, and I've actually spoken to some of the players. Then he's doing a brilliant job in the training ground. The performances have been superb. We have done really, really well. The only thing we have can't do this season is beat Lauren or, or Linfield, and that's the only bloody thing we we haven't been able to do this season. But Jim has us playing a really nice, entertaining style of football. It's good to watch. Uh, it's we've done very very well we've ground out results you know sometimes where we wouldn't have done in the past and we're, we're, we're sitting fairly okay you know yeah, and things go our way you never know we might be challenging for the league at the end of the season. Uh, but Jim has done a, done a great job. And the, the boo boys and the people who were... And again, there's a lot of that online crap as well. You have these warriors who start nonsense online. I think, you know, Coleraine's going through it at the minute uh, with a different issue. But there was abuse to, to Jim. And uh, my sons, again, who would follow all this, would go, what is this about? Why Why is he getting this? Even before he'd played... <laughs> He's one, they're taking one training session, and uh, to be fair to Jim, he just treated it with the dignity he had, it, it deserved. In other words, he ignored it, uh, and then the whole thing has uh, has gone away, and those boo boys have disappeared, and they're very very quiet. Uh, and Jim has been, you know, uh, is doing a superb job, and the fans are right behind him at the minute.
1: Yeah, he's been vindicated at the moment. That's that's for sure. Although we're only halfway through the season, but I mean, Johnny, this. Like social media, you know, criticism, abuse, whichever you want to call it, Jim Middleton has suffered it. Oren's getting a touch of it at the moment. He'll not be the last manager either. I mean, it's it's, it's symptomatic of of the times that we live in, almost, isn't it?
2: Yeah, like I I, I don't disagree with people saying that results aren't good enough because you know the, the they're the, not <laughs> exactly because the proof's in the pudding. But I think there's a, <laughs> there's a difference between that and obviously personal abuse and abuse that that, that goes well below the belt and. And yeah, I know the club came out and and defended Oren um in a statement and and rightly so. I think, you know, I think when you zoom out, we finished top six in the last seven years. There's been I think is it four cup finals. There's been Europe. There's been an Irish Cup and and yes, look, the other side argument is we should be no disrespect, we should be beating Dungannon and Balmina and all at home, yeah. um. But hopefully, you know, when, when the January transfer window is open here now. That, we can bring in a few players and, and the investment and stuff there. And my personal opinion is that Orange had enough credit in the bank to, to lead us through that. Um but yes, look, results haven't been good enough. Um there's no doubt about it. But some of the stuff that I've read and heard and, and stuff just hasn't been nice. And and yes, I, like, it's weird because football managers get it, but you know, people wouldn't write that about their boss at work or things like that. So um and yeah, look, Jimmy Jelton's a good example of that. Um got a lot of wouldn't say got a lot, but there's a few few voices that didn't want him at Solitude and he rode out that storm and and they're flying so yeah look I think if if Oran beats Cliftonville on Friday night goes in a cup run and goes and climbs a league everyone will be singing his name again that's just the life of, of football and so fingers crossed that uh, Tim close your ears, but hopefully that can that can happen. <laughs> well, the thing about
0: football for, that I love about football is that it, it, it allows you to be irrational for a bit. It allows you to be unreasonable. It allows you to <laughs> scout abuse at referees. I accept all of that. That's what the whole, that's part of the joy of it. It's different from real life. It does when it cro- when it crosses over into you know personal abuse and stuff like that. People take themselves far too seriously. It's still football, you know. Oren Currie not a bad person. He hasn't become a bad manager overnight. You know he does. Hate Coe or hate Coe fans, and he's done a brilliant job there. But you know, there, there's there's a, there's a line between banter and a bit of a you know a light-hearted abuse and stuff that is happening now. And, but that's but as I say, that is the pure joy of football. You know, you and I will see an incident. You know, if there's a penalty or somebody sent off on on Friday night, I will see it completely different to you, depending on who it is. You know, and if it's a blatant offside and we score, I will be dancing for joy and going what a great referees that the IFA have and bloody blah, blah. And the opposite happens, <laughs> And you go, you know that—that's the joy of football, that, you know, but. The thing is to to, to maintain a sense to maintain a sense of you know reality as well, you know. It's a it's a, it's a bit of crack, a bit of entertainment, it's a bit of fun. I want my team to do well. I've always wanted my team to do well, you know. But if you're a Cliftonville fan, you I've suffered years and years of misery. You boys don't even understand. I had misery before you boys were even born. I used to be brought to Cliftonville as a punishment to my, my dad. <laughs> there's a there's a few that there's a few
2: that would say it's a punishment going to the show guys now.
0: Um... we used to to cheer if we got a corner you know (laughs) Uh, no things have things have improved dramatically since I was a young lad but even Cliftonville haven't had much success and you know you think of a a team like Paul Rain as you say four cup finals Europe virtually every year we've had Europe once or twice it's been brilliant we had a great trip to Bratislava or Slovakia there a couple of years ago uh, but or last year but you know we we have have thin pickings you know apart from that period where the, the, the legendary Tommy Breslin, and there was a man, by the way, who, he, to, to be fair, absolutely nobody could abuse Tommy Breslin. Tommy Breslin was an absolute gentleman respected by everybody, you know. Uh, and another fellow who, who I've, I've an awful lot of time for and goes to Clifton all the time, uh, Marty Quinn, who, grew, yeah. a, you know, legend is, played in the 1979 Cup Final, managed for the team that won the league in 1998, managed you boys for quite a few years, and quite good success with you boys, had not they? I mean, he Marty... Highly respected
1: up there. He won the, won the Irish Cup 2003, beat uh, Glen Torn, who were going for the clean sweep that year. Jody Tolan, ex-Clifton uh-huh. scored the winner that day. Uh, and then Marty had us in Europe a couple of times, went close to winning the league as well. And as yeah. you say, a gentleman, you, you still see him every time you've got the solitude, you'll see him round uh-huh. the back having a wee fag to himself. <laughs> 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 Some things don't change. No, no, he, he's an absolute legend. You know,
0: I, for many years, when I was young, I, I remember him playing, you know, uh, and I thought for many years that uh, Marty Quinn will knock your bollocks in was his actual name. <laughs> 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 he
1: was a stout
0: defender, shall
1: we say. <laughs> very good. Look, like, there's a lot of connections just when you start thinking about it between the two clubs, Cliff De Volcoury, you've got Marty, uh, Jody, I said. And also there's another one that you, you'll know very well, John Platt. Ah, legend. Yeah, that, that's that
0: was my era, sort of mid to late 70s when I was a teenager. John Platt walks on water, and he did walk on water. Uh John Platt was our top goal scorer, uh, and a great fella as well. Uh, he he did he he scored in the cup final '79, but he didn't score the winner. It was Tony Bell scored the winner. He did. He did score uh, in the a, final a, that year, yeah. An absolute stalwart of our club and was, you know, pre pre uh, Chris Canell and Joe Gormley, he was the he was the hero, you know. Uh, and that's where, funny enough, that's where my connection comes. It's strikers. My uncle used to play for Cliftonville in the 50s. Right. Kevin McGarry was a, a player in the 50s. He was an amateur. And the Cliftonville were an amateur team right up until the early 70s. So they didn't take any money at all. Uh, and he, he played for them in the early 50s. He was actually the first ever Northern Ireland player of the year in 1951. Dr. Kevin McGarry scored 171 goals for Cliftonville, but was only beaten by Joe Gormley in the last, you know, it's seven or eight years, and Joe's now up to what 260 or 270 or something. Joe is now, it's unbelievable.
1: And and you're, I was reading about it because i um, you know, like, you're not one of these celebrity fans who just follow stock because it's trendy. You have a long history. You mentioned your uncle, and he was also, I think, selected for the 1952 Olympic Games as well, right? Yeah, he did, yeah, and he got about three or four cups for Northern
0: Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's a famous one where he scored two goals, I think, against Wales, I think Wales. And it was. And there was a headline in the Telegraph, McGarry, two, Wales, nil. Uh, so it, it's great. I mean, the, sadly, I mean, he's, he's, he's long gone. But there was a lot of old fellas used to stop me and say, your uncle was some player. Apparently, a greedy bastard. That's what I liked about it. They said, he got the ball. He didn't care. Who else was around him? He just went for the gold. Uh, oh, sorry. That's how
1: that's how you score so many bloody goals. You have to be greedy, exactly don't you, here. as a <laughs> He's a bit like, like, well, Desi Dixon, the famous Korean striker. I mean, Desi Dixon, like, uh, sort of tail end of his career when I was going or whatever. But a lot of people have said that you know Desi Dixon, maybe when he was playing, didn't do a lot else but score. And you're like, well, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he scored three, four hundred goals for Korea. <laughs> <laughs> four hundred. I think it was Johnny. But can you tell me? I can't remember the exact. It's about four hundred and something.
2: I would yeah. probably be able to find out, I um, it, it,
1: It's a ridiculous record. Like, if you had somebody like him now, I mean, what would he not be worth in monetary terms? Yeah, yeah. Johnny's yeah. busy Googling.
2: I'm trying to Google here too, say. And Dele Dixon scored 452 goals. My God. In,
1: in something like 600-odd games or something like it was. Yeah, that's, that's Absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean... Like good at all as Joe Gormley is. He, he's no Desi Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> no, he
0: isn't. Good. Uh, it's his testimonial season. Actually, like he ended up doing a free gig for him. You know, uh, and the typical Joe. Uh, Joe's not the the, the 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 most loquacious man in the world. You know, <laughs> uh, he's, he's an absolute gent as well. And again, yes. that, that's one of the things about that I love about local football. He's a local lad, local to Cliftonville. And uh, you know that's one of the joys of it. You know that that, that you know I'm a, I'm a legionnaire fan. My son support Manchester United. And they'd go over to you, lads, as well. That's yeah, cool. man. Yeah. where the you know you'd see playing loads of people go off to Man United, but I love the fact you can go for thirteen quid, you go to your local, you can get a pint afterwards. You could be home for half five, <laughs> and you also see you local as proper proper local players, you know, playing for their local team. And there's, there's something about an atmosphere that uh, there's a community atmosphere. And I think that's in a lot of the clubs that they've, they've vastly improved with desectarianized, you know, hugely from the, the bad old days when I was going up as a youngster. Uh, and there's a lot more community feel to all of these matches, there's a lot more women going to matches, a lot more kids going to matches the clubs are, are doing a lot more outreach work in the community, it's a different world altogether and I think it's to be celebrated and, and applauded.
1: It is and, and it's no coincidence that attendance figures are, are regularly on the up and Johnny, you and I have talked about it before that you know, we know the guys that go to Korean matches and they sit in the stand and they see the same guys every week and for some people, maybe that's the only time that they get to chat to somebody else in, in the week or whatever. Um, and and Tim's right as well, when you have your local players playing on the team, you maybe know them and you see them up the town and you have a chat with them or you, maybe you, you work with them or, you, you know, whatever. And... You don't get that going across the water
2: to, to games. No, no, you don't. And like everyone knows, I'd be friendly enough with the goal manager. And me and him were up having pints after the match on Saturday, even though they, they beat us yeah, we besties,
1: Your besties were having
2: work. Aye, there? so I, I said, thanks for ruining that. Uh, thanks for ending my 2023 in a high. And, but no, that's that's what the league's all about. It's about friendships. Yes, look, for 90 minutes. we
0: Dick O'Hara, a couple a legend, was deputy manager. We actually managed the game for a couple of games after it passed. Deku O'Hara would literally manage the team and then you'd see him in the social club pulling pints, because that was his part-time job, <laughs> pulling pints in the social club afterwards. You know, And that's the kind of local stuff. You don't you don't
1: get that in the Premier League, do you, across the water? No, you? you do not. Deggy, obviously played for Korea for a quite a while as well. Under yeah, Irish,
2: Cup, Irish Cup winning squad.
1: Irish Cup winning squad, 2000. Oh, McGallion
2: would have been another and uh, Jerry Flem. Could we stop talking
0: about Irish Cup winning squad? <laughs> <laughs> move on,
1: move on. And of course, Paggy McAllister. Let's not forget Paggy either. A legend <laughs> at Corianne and and, and a, a legend probably at Clevenville as well, am yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Absolutely, yeah.
1: But you were going on about, you know, Corianne beating you in the 2018 Cup final and all the rest. But that's probably arguably the last time that Corianne actually beat Clevenville in a cup competition of any sort. I mean, it's been... Nothing but Cleverville beating Korean in Cups since, what, the last three, four years? Johnny, you'll you'll know better than me.
2: Yeah, well, we beat them in penalties in the League Cup, but then, obviously, the, we lost in the League Cup final and lost the last two Irish Cup games against them, so, um, yeah, a wee bit of a hoodoo against us and any of the European playoffs, they seemingly beat us in that as well, so... Well, that in yeah. is
0: mutual, because we hate to see you coming, because Corayne cool do have a, a fairly decent record against us, not in the last couple of years, but, yeah, you know, I- we...
2: Yeah, I would say from a Cliftonville point of view, on Friday, he's going in as fears. But I, I think there'll be a few thinking, the oh, Irish Cup and Corey not in good form on Friday night. They might, you know, I I think Cliftonville would probably wanted to avoid us as well, I think. Yeah. Reading right between, I think, just even though, yes, we've lost our last four, but in a cup, um, can, like look at Crusaders, for example, the last couple of years maybe they just haven't been as high flying in the league, but they've went on a really good cup run and, and won it twice. So, um, well, yeah, it's all... All different permutations, I suppose, and we just don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately. But but that is
1: <clears throat> the beauty of a cup competition because on all known form, you know, Cliffordville should come down and win comfortably. Given what you've achieved this year and your recent good run of form against the Korean team, like let's be honest, like Johnny and I watch them regularly. I think the last three games we've conceded nine goals. You know, three in each of the last three games. And with the greatest of respect, as against teams like Ballamina, Dunghan, and Lockall, good teams as they are with good players, but certainly not on a calibre with the likes of like Ben Wilson, uh, Joe Gormley, etc., uh, etc. Et so, from our point of view, we would fear Cliftonville, but at the same time, you just don't know what's going to happen to him, and that's exactly what the beauty of co- competitions are: league form goes out the window.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, and that's that's the joy. I mean, uh, last season we were high flying, and we we were nearly, we were close to the win in the league. We were close to, we were doing well in the cup, and we lost twice to Dungannon Swifts. Uh, Dungannon Swifts, no disrespect to Dungannon Swifts, No nope.
1: Dungannon Swifts,
0: Dungannon <laughs> Dungan Swifts, and you know, and we were in a quarter final or semi quarter final of Irish Cup, and you, I mean, maybe we were blasé, and so, oh, don't worry, we'll beat Dungannon Swifts, and wonder who will get in the semi final. And that's not happen, That's it. They sucker punches and then uh, they sucker punches in the league. And basically, you know, the whole season basically deflated two games against Dungaran and the Swifts. And the whole season just went bleh. And Paddy then left uh, very shortly afterwards <laughs> and all of that. And it was all up in the air. And if we'd won both those matches, God knows what would have happened. You know, we'd won, you know, we could have been challenging for the league. And, you know, in a semi final of an Irish Cup. You know, so yeah, absolutely. That, football. Somebody once said to me, uh, "You know, I, I love football, but I don't enjoy it." You know, it kind of, <laughs> it, uh, it you know, it does break your heart. <laughs> to, uh to, We've come close a couple of times, and I, but I'm just, I, I think it's a lesson in life. Following Cliff Miller, following local football, disappointment. Please be aware that life is full of disappointments. Those moments of joy, those moments of the 1979 World Cup. Or the World Cup, nineteen seventy nine Irish <laughs> Cup, or twenty thirteen when we won the league under Tommy Breslin, the thirteenth of April, twenty thirteen, beat Linfield three two, to win the league. Uh, and won back to back leagues with probably the best team in the Irish League. You know, I was obviously probably one of the best players ever to grace the Irish League. Liam Boyce, um, you know, great great days for for Cliftonville supporters. But you know, there were those were few and far between those days. But that's that's I, life for the joy
1: of following this stuff. But but that is life, and the. The thing about that is, like following Korean for large periods as well, there's not a lot of fun in that either. Which makes when you do win the odd trophy, it makes it all the sweeter. Like the, the memories of 2018 will still be with clear yeah. of people that were there at the game, and afterwards when they come back to the showgrounds, and memories like that you'll never forget. And I can't yeah. always help but feel or think. The likes of like Linfield fans who just regularly win leagues, cups, doubles, trebles, they get yeah. to the point where it doesn't really mean anything anymore, almost because it's just accepted. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think yeah, they get blasé about it. They kind of go, "All
0: oh, right." And In fact, David Healy will get abuse if they lose yeah. two matches in a row, or if they win two matches in a row but they didn't play terribly well. <laughs> <laughs> what? And they won the league against us the, the, the last season, the year the season before last, with one by one point. Uh, And David had to make more on the pitch, made a statement, you know, some of the fans were doubting me and blah, blah, blah. And there was bits going on about behind the scenes. He was getting he was getting criticised for not winning the league, you know, by, you know, two months in advance or winning about 10 points. Or Clifford will daring to come close to him. And you go, well, that's just that's not how you, you should enjoy your football. You know, you shouldn't go expecting to win every single game. I mean, I still always uh, I've got it when Cliftonville lose. I, I, I've said this, if we lose, no matter who it's against or whatever, I'm genuinely very annoyed. But at the same time when we win, the, the joy that I feel, it, it's irrational, isn't it? Let's be honest. It, it is. It's, it's irrational. It's only a bloody game. But at the same time, the joy that Cliftonville wins bring to <laughs> my sons is superb. and It is something to be celebrated and enjoyed.
1: It's an important part of my life. But, but it, it's so right, Johnny. And I'm looking ahead to Friday, and it's kind of not knowing what we're going to get as Korean fans. You and I are we going to be joy, or potentially if Korea lose on Friday night, potentially the season, as as people always say, the season could be over, given yeah. where we are in the league and stuff. And that's a real possibility.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a big game, obviously, and there's a lot of stake for for both clubs and. Yeah, it is. It's a massive, massive game. It's one of the ones where if we win, they can thing, things are maybe turn a corner and pull together. If we get beat, there, there could be people just not turning up, and for for a while until maybe the European games um come around. But listen, my my motto is through thick and thin, and for all the good times that you that you mentioned, you sometimes have to swallow your pride and and take, and take and take the not so smooth. So. Look, my lifetime sporting core, we've always finished in around sixth, seventh. We've had maybe four or five years where we've been up challenging, and that's just the way it is. And and you mentioned that Linfield, they're rare, they they more or less always won the league or won something. So, um, that's just how it is, and that's just football. It, Look, it must
1: it must get boring if you're a Linfield fan too, if you're just
2: winning. <laughs> listen, to, I, th- I think with Lauren and how they're going and, and the plans that they have and the investment and stuff and and everyone, it's a really big challenge now for Linfield. Um, so it is, and. Obviously, Cliffordville are still, still just sticking on, sticking on with them, and, and they're raising them closer and closer. But yeah, and the Glens as well. And so it's just, yeah, it's, it's nearly two leagues within the league, and, and it's about trying to keep in the coattails of, of those in, who, are, who are ahead of you.
1: It's good for Cliffordville because a lot of the attention seems to be on the two L's, Linfield and Larne. And yeah. in some respects, Tim, Cliffordville are just under the radar, just I would expect or suspect. Where Jim Middleton and the players would just want to be at this stage.
0: I agree. Um, I think we're. Uh, if I mean we're we're doing this on Tuesday evening. If if Crusaders do a job on Linfield tonight, the gap will be very will be very narrow indeed. If we we became in hand against Glen Torn, it was postponed last Saturday because of the waterlogged pitch. We win that. You know we're we're virtually a, a point or two between the top three. There is a big gap now between third and fourth. I think we're something like ten points clear of the Glens and Crusaders. Uh, which is nice to see. But yeah, we'll we sneak under the radar. And one of the things, I mean, we, we oh, so all have, oh, have a slight chip on our shoulder, all the clubs have, you know, but we don't have the investment that Lauren and Linfield have. We don't have the money that they have. Uh, the, uh, I, I think there's something happening at Corian. I'm not sure. There, there's some talk of some money, of, of, of investment. Yeah, uh, Anybody listening to this podcast and has a couple of million quid to spare and would like to invest in Clifford, well, give me a call and I
1: will happily chat to you about what we need. Just a couple of million, that's all we need. That's yeah. all you need. You, I would say you have a look around. You, you're, you must be a, a rich man by now. You've
0: never worked for the people, have you, Damien? You've never worked for the people. Nolan took all the money, there's none left. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: same. They work for nothing. It's public service broadcasting. You're right. You're you just helping to be volunteering. I just for a free lunch. That's all it was. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it feel like like say you're you, you're talking about uh, Crusaders and Linfield playing on Tuesday night, and um, as a die-hard Cliftonville fan, does it does it sit easy on you wanting Crusaders to win a game? do <laughs> it, 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 you know what there's a little bit of me that's, that uh,
0: even didn't mind Lauren winning the league because Linfield didn't win it and I don't mean that because I know a lot of Linfield fans and stuff but yeah it gets a bit tedious come on you know give us a break uh, and they do it every bloody year and they're kind of relentless and a bit boring to be honest with you I've seen them three times it's, they haven't been great they snuck a win against us we were all over them and they, they scored we had one defensive error and they scored in the 77th minute you know, the game was over they haven't been brilliant you know so I'm all there's a little bit of me that's always you know happy to see Linfield lose no matter who's playing them <laughs> uh, though the crews are obviously our big rival but again I mean, I would love the the thing I like about the local football is I do get stopped there and because of you know I'm a bit of a profile. I do get stopped a lot of time, but people know I'm a Cliftonville fan and they'll talk to me, Glenn's man and Crusaders man and-, <laughs> and whatever you know, which is good crack. You know, and they'll have a bit of banter about it. Uh, so I'm I'm good friends and good you know, you know virtually every every club in, in Northern Ireland. Uh, so I'm more than happy for Crusaders to do us a favour and beat Linfield, and you know we'll close the gap a bit. You never know what will happen.
1: Exactly, that that's like Johnny and I looking for a ball. win. when and the, the very odd time that might happen to
2: you. Yeah, Johnny. Very odd yeah. time. Yeah, well, of course, but but I think Bally, Bally, I think they've won their, their last two. So, um, I think whenever you're you're a top six team and they're well, they support a top six team and all their top six teams are playing bottom six teams. You want the bottom six teams? They they obviously try and pick up points and. So no, yeah, I think yeah that, that game tonight between Crusaders and, and Loughfield's massive. I think uh, it's a busy, busy run for Limfield um, as well. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one. and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, Larn, I'm sure the whole population of Larn will be will be getting their black and black and red scars on, hoping for a hoping for a Crusaders win. So no, yeah, it's a it's a definitely a a game. big game. But uh, Tim said go I think go
1: ahead. Are
0: you boys getting a few million quid or something? Is there some investment deal happening up there? Or what's the what's going on? Oh,
1: you like to say Johnny, Johnny could maybe fill us in maybe more. He's, he would he's probably know. He's the, in the know.
2: You no, nah, you would know as much as I know. Um, so I've heard definitely dates go to and the middle of January, of I, I
1: think what where we're at is there is a couple of investors with Korean connections. Tim originally, but are now I think based in London. And there's talk of like a couple of million pounds investment. And a couple of months ago, they went to the owners of the club, the Friends of Korean, and they got the sort of the, the backing of them to, to carry on with that. And I think the latest from what I'm hearing is probably the end of January, that everything will be, all the I's will be dotted, the T's will be crossed. And at that stage then, maybe the investment comes through, etc. Which is kind of weird because... And, and Oren has talked to us before because the club's in a bit of a limbo situation where they're kind of still at the sort of this part time mod where they're currently in, but yet there's the lure, the promise of this two million pounds of money and going full time. So, as manager, Oren isn't really kind of sure what players he can go for, what yeah. kind of contracts he can offer them. And in some respects, in some ways, that has almost Seep down into performances yeah. on the pitch, if you understand. And no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, it's money is is always
0: going to be an issue with the Irish League. Uh, we've the same issue at Cliftonville partly. With Jim jilton is full time, but the players, the vast majority of the players are are still working, or have have jobs and stuff like that. Uh, and then we're becoming a club where if we have a half decent player, you know, the big money clubs will come in. And I mean, Lauren basically, you know, we used to tell a joke. You know, is basically Cliftonville seconds. You know that they, you know, they still have the team, um, and you know, uh they like Tomás Cosgrove, you know, brilliant, ex cliffenville Paul O'Neill, ex lots lot, well, Poland needs somewhere else now, but there's lots Levi, a lot of Levi, Levi Ives, uh, Levi Ives, yeah, another great player, and you know, we've we've got some brilliant players at the minute. Ben Wilson, there's talk of you know people looking for Ben Wilson. Uh, we lost uh Sean Moore, the uh the 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 West Ham, but for us, for for a club like us. We kind of need that because we don't have a big investor. We kind of need to take that sort of money, but we don't want to become a feeder club for bigger clubs and just go, you know, get a few players on and then lose them automatically. But that's the kind of status we're in. Um, so it's difficult for everybody. We all have our own kind of, you know, financial crosses to bear. I mean, I appreciate it's more difficult for the teams below us, you know, for the likes of, you know, Dungannon and, and places like that, which don't have a massive fan base, don't mm-hmm. have you know a big investment. But, you know, there's still, there's, there's, still doing well and p- keeping the league competitive. And, and we, we do have effectively two leagues in, in a sense, but they're still competitive. The bottom six team can still beat the top six teams sometimes. There's always danger there, and it's always good fun to go down to the likes of Dungannon. And I haven't been to Luck Hall yet. I actually missed our, I our not. ball I
1: was away. Um, so I have to get down there. Is it good, crack? Is it? And, uh, we were there. We were there. for Second game of the season, Johnny, I think, in August time. Uh dad, lovely, lovely lovely wee ground.
2: I my, my dad was there, I don't think you've seen a ball kicked. <laughs>
1: that's right. You abandoned <laughs> them that day.
2: <laughs> a Great week social club, so um that's I, right.
1: That's right. You abandoned them.
2: I abandoned I was, them. I, I abandoned the
1: job. I, I was driving that day, right? And he spent just Johnny's dad spent the afternoon in the, in the social club. And then we was giving them a lift home, and what did Johnny and I do? He stuck his dad in the front seat with me, so I had to listen to his dad the whole fucking way home. <laughs> oh, See, not, you can... a bit, not a bit slow, Johnny, but no, luck all um, and and do you know something? They're a decent wee side too, Tim, yeah. this year. Hmm.
0: No, absolutely. I mean they they got a draw against us at Solitude, and I yeah. think I think we beat them four one, but we didn't deserve to beat them four mm-hmm. <laughs> one. Uh, at at Lockall we were kind of l- lucky as well, but you know they're a decent team and that's a good addition, you know, to the league. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, think we, 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 I mean, I hate that word, the, the product, you know, but there is, a, there is a decent, there, there is a decent league there. Uh they you know, in the matter what for thirteen quid, go and watch your two local teams playing football. You'll get great entertainment, you know. As I say, I sometimes it's two sons are Man United fans, and I used to bring them over. They don't even want to go over and see Man United. Man United. Mm-hmm. It's so awful. Uh, you know, and what would you spend to go over and fly to, fly to Manchester and stay for the night? And, You're you know, talking what? Talking all the guts
1: of, four, guts of four or 500 pounds, would it be the yeah, to go to the match? One match, you know, <laughs> where at 13 quid, or if you have a season ticket, it's even less than that, you know? So. I know. It is. It's. It, it. It is. It's crazy, and the fact that you can get so up close to the, the players and the action on the pitch as well. Like, if you go to Old Trafford, where are you going to be sitting? Or Anfield, where are you going to be sitting? You might as well be sitting home watching the TV. As far as I can see, you know. But I. I <clears throat> it's been a while since I've been to Allen Road. Have you been there recently? Oh, was there a
0: couple of weeks ago? Actually,
1: I've
0: uh, visited Stuart Dallas through. Mm. Uh, and Stuart has very kindly got me tickets for a few times. Uh, and four times in the last two years, and I haven't seen them win yet. <laughs> oh. Three draws and a loss. So, see you in <laughs> <him>? We uh, <laughs> I see you eh? I, Well, exactly. exactly. Uh, we, we drew against Coventry there a couple of weeks ago when my uh, my, my brother in law came up from London. He's a Coventry fan, and they equalized against us. But it's still great atmosphere and all of that. But, you know, as I say, I still love the the local, I mean the fact that yeah. the crowds are getting better. There's a as you say, there's a bit of banter. Yes, there's bad language at football matches. I've been there. You know, if you're a Korean player, you know, we have that that bit under the old stand. We're not allowed to use the old stand called the the understanders, understanders Yeah, the understanders. Uh, and you know, some of their language and their abuse would be choice. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't <laughs> like to be a competition player taking a throw-in too often beside and- them. I know, like, I, I think about the likes of a Lyndon Kane that he's on the right wing there, and I'm sure Lyndon must get some abuse over there. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> obviously I'm, I'm I'm with the prawn sandwich brigade over at the other end. You know? oh, of course, of course you <laughs> are. are. Yes. league football. <laughs> right, but my yeah. stones are there. Yeah, they're, they're giving giving it large, <laughs> but it is it's good. It is good crack, and some of the players are well up for it and can give it well, back. That, as that's, what,
1: that's what I was about to say as well. The other side of that is Lyndon is more than able for that because he knows he understands the crack, doesn't he? Pardon the pun. Exactly. Exactly, he he understands it, you
0: don't take it too seriously and you can give a bit back, you know, That's 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 part of the joy of it, you know.
1: Exactly, and what about this Joe Gormley fella? I I think I read a stat, I think it was probably Marcel Gillespie, I think, put out a a stat about a month or so back, basically saying that I think Joe Gormley had scored more goals against Korean than against any other side. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think he loves you boys, doesn't he?
1: He (laughs) I'm sick of sight of him.
0: Well, do you know what's been great? He's he's still doing all right this season. You know he hasn't he hasn't started. We've got Ben Wilson. We're getting goals from everywhere, by the way, which is brilliant. The two Hale brothers, uh, uh, Ben Wilson. You know we're, we're getting them from everywhere with Stuart now, and, I, and we've, uh, we've we've a lot of we've a lot of options. We've Ryan Kern still to come back as well. We've who can come off the bench, and I think he scored an absolute belter against you at Solitude. Uh, when, when we beat you three or five? What have we beat you recently at Solitude? I know.
2: Hey, well he's, Joe, Joe
0: you scored it. a hat trick yeah, he scored an absolute gem against you as well. He we took it down his chest and followed it uh, in uh, so he's still got it. You know, Joe, you know, he's not the youngest. He's not necessarily the as quick as he was, but he's still got it and he still <laughs> knows what goal is. And you know, I would be I would be more than I mean, uh, Jim's Mid-Jilton is using him kind of to come on at sort of 65, 70 minutes if he if he needs him a bit more often than when he starts. But he started recently, and he's done. He's done well. He started against the cruise, did well, you know. And we, uh, we did it. We did a number on the cruise, which you know finally made my Christmas because so, I was It's going to use a bad word there. <laughs> you can't can. Christmas for many a bloody years. <laughs>
1: you year come away from the short road flipping Christmas, you know, full of lack of Christmas cheer. But <laughs> well, it it does affect your Christmas too, doesn't it? How how and, how how things like. Box day, New Year's Day games, how it goes. I mean, Johnny, just Tim rhyming that off Joe, the two Hale brothers, Ben Wilson, Ryan Curran. I mean, that's a formidable lineup. And with the greatest of respect to Corian, we just do not have the same front line as that. With
2: the greatest of respect, oh, they're all average, aren't they? Um, <laughs> listen, I think, now. Nah, listen, I think uh, Cliftonville's firepower is probably the best in the league, if, if you're being totally honest. So, no, yeah, um, but listen, that's the challenge that is that's put upon us. And I was counting today; I think we've only kept four clean sheets in all competitions this season. Um, conceded three in our last three games as well. So, yeah, we're going to have to be a wee bit more defensively sound. Um, so without stating the obvious. So, no, yeah, look, I think i Have the have the have the capabilities of hurting you. So yeah well, that's one I, of the
0: good things about our season is we have been a lot tighter at the back. I think uh, be, the best, I think the best in the league we're banging them in, but we're keeping them out as well.
2: Yeah, and you've the same structure, the same back three, like Johnny Allison guys like that, and Big Boy Turner and stuff, they've all been fit and all been playing. Yeah. So and then the two full backs obviously and, and Kearney and um the other young lad at that left back, he's he, he's obviously come in as well. So no, yeah, look, Sean or Sean Stewart I think taken taking back from injury too. So yeah. Yeah, I think Cliff and have been sort of... The spine of their team probably hasn't really affected it too much, so and that's given them a good foundation they, they build on.
0: So what you're saying is we're bound to win, so I should go out and put a bet on Corian, because I think a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're...
1: I was, I was thinking yesterday, I wonder what price Corian are, because I have a feeling they're going to be a big, big price on Friday night.
2: I think I will, but sure. And
1: it, it wouldn't surprise you... Well, it would, and it wouldn't, it's gonna go, and got it's a
2: It's going to be too all. It's going to be too all. I...
1: Uh, that's, that's what it normally is, isn't it? Uh, two long they, penalties.
2: And then Damien and Tim usually have to take the deciding penalties. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, let's do that. Yeah. No, let's not that. You'd win. But, <laughs> uh, we could be off for that. Um we haven't had a, scoreless. What? We haven't had a scoreless draw
1: in the ages, ages, have we? No, it's always two two. Yeah. Some bizarre in recent times anyway. Uh but, Johnny, Jack Scott has joined. For anybody that hasn't seen the, the social media, Jack Scott, former Linfield player, he joined Cohen uh, at the start of the transfer window. Uh, any chance of fans getting to see him on Friday night, do you think?
2: Yeah, well, hopefully he won't need international players, I don't think so. That should all go through, as long as the, the people at the AFA, I think, do their jobs in terms of processing <laughs> the, the, the registration. So, yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Um, Obviously... So fingers crossed that he's he's not hurt or I think he was at training last night. So, um yeah, fingers crossed he can Try and be a be a part of the squad.
1: What about any more ends or any other ends and nice Do you foresee I happening?
2: I wouldn't be shocked. I think would be the the key line on it. Um, I think obviously, like Oren said after Boxing Day, that he's going to use a giant window to give the the team a reboot and stuff. So. So using that, I wouldn't be surprised they, they maybe see a couple more coming on.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, from a Cliftonville point of view, you don't really look like you need an awful lot the way that you're going. You, sure go on. you sure seem to no, be quite our, settled. Our, our difficulty is keeping hold of players, you know. It's
0: uh, Crickie Gallagher uh, uh, apparently going to go to Larn at the end of the season and stuff. Talk about Tim- Ben Wilson, you know, interest in Ben Wilson. We have, a, we have a keeper where we, he's on loan from St. Pat's Athletic, Odomusu, who's done a great job for he's us. Been, he's been very good. Now, he had a couple of fluffs the last couple of weeks. He let one in against the Cruz, but he's been very, very solid apart from that. Um, so I, I think our issue is, is hanging on to people rather mm-hmm. than investing. To be fair to Jim, the players he's brought in have been very good. And, you know, again, part of the winch when he was appointed quite late in the summer, a part of the whinge was, you know, we haven't bought anybody, and you know who's going to come in and bloody Jim has been very, very good. A with the team over there, um, you know who he's brought in. So he's, he, I think, he brought in Ben Wilson, for instance. So he knows he what he's doing, and I think we'd we'd, we'd have confidence. You know, I, I, rather than splashing money about every question of hanging on to people, he he has he's
1: used his connections in the game very yeah. well. Has Jim, and I think he knew Ben Wilson from one of the Northern Ireland elite or academy teams, whatever you call them, and of course Ben Wilson. They, no introduction to Korean fans, he was here um, as a as a young guy, and um, and I think I'm still right in saying that he's still Korean's youngest ever goal scorer at 15 years of age. Oh so wow. that you know that that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that happens, you know. We 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 uh we once gave away a player called Paul Heatley who went to, <laughs> who turned out to be quite a good striker for <laughs> for a certain. It does that. happen
1: you know, these things happen, you know, they, uh, it does, it does does happen, Um, it's just, it's one of those games, and what about it being on the Friday night, Tim, are you in favour of Friday night, or would you have preferred it to be on the Saturday? I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of agnostic on this, I've enjoyed Friday
0: nights, I'm hoping to get up this Friday night, now sometimes I have gigs at the weekends, you know, I go off for flips, I'm not able to make it, but, I'm hoping to get up this Friday, so uh, but it doesn't bother me at all. I like the Friday nights, and, yeah. you know, uh, It's a good atmosphere. You get a, you get decent crowds at it. You know, there's some purists. who always have to have it Saturday at, at three o'clock. I'm not I'm not wedded to that. I think, for instance, you know, we'll go we go back to the League Cup. I know it's a a, a, a sore point with you boys, but what they niffled put it on a Sunday. They blew mm-hmm. it. And look at the crowds that turned out there. You know, it was absolutely magnificent. Mm-hmm. You know? Lots of kids were there, stuff like that. And I think, you know, to be fair to Niffle, they're, they're trying things out, and why not?
1: I, I think it's, it's a TV, it's on the TV as well. It's on me? the BBC on yeah. Friday. Well, wh- How will that affect the, the Red Army in, in terms of numbers? I, I no, I think. I mean, we we've we've always had a
0: rather good away support up the Coorain, mm-hmm. and fairly really healthy away support. I don't think you know. There's a few lazy fans who will sit in the in the social and have a couple of pints and watch it watch it in the social. But I think you know the diehards will certainly be there in their big numbers. And the Irish Cup, no matter what, still has the romance. You know, there's a bit of the Mayo County Mayo feeling of it. You know, that we must break the hoodoo do You know please uh, God, this this will be our year, so we'll be there in big numbers
1: and you know, hopefully Korean fans will be there in big numbers as well right. I mean Johnny, the Friday night game, I know that there was some grumblings among some Korean fans about it being on on Friday and not on the Saturday, but as we all know, people can grumble, but when it comes to Friday night, I would say there'll still be a probably a large turnout of Korean fans despite the indifferent form that the team are showing
2: yeah, I actually thought there was more at the Goal game than maybe I was expecting, um, to be honest. So, look, yeah, look, it's the Irish Cup. Um, only comes around once a year, so um, why not go out and support them? And who knows what can happen um, on their day. It's the tie of the round um, as well. So, Friday night, get, get in from, from work and, and go out and support the boys. And, and fingers crossed, yeah, I think I think we've probably been unlucky, I think, with the TV picks, to be honest. I think we've had Linfield at home and coming up and going to at home and Cliftonville at home, so... Um, we've been unlucky in that sense where all those, all those, you know, they would have brought down, they would have brought down massive, massive crowds. Whereas a few of them could maybe stay in sunny Belfast and, and watch it on the, on the TV. So no, yeah, look, I think, um, listen, um, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a big cup game, and and fingers crossed we can we can get the job done.
1: it's mad as well. It's the hope that kills you, Tim, because we're sitting here recording on Tuesday, and see by the time Friday comes, all three <laughs> of us will be going, thinking our teams are going to win. Without
0: a shadow of a night. Oh, 100%. It is the hope that kills you. Absolutely. Uh, that's the joy of it. That is the joy of it. The ecstasy and the agony. Uh, I'm just getting a wee rumour here in my phone that there's going to be a job swap here. Uh, 10 hag for Orrin
1: Kearney. Who's going either <laughs> way? <laughs> is that... Or, is that, Are you happy with that? or Kearney. Couldn't be any worse, could he? And what about poor Wayne Rooney?
0: Ah, very sad. My brother bizarrely is a Derby County fan. My brother, and my best mate, are Derby County fans bizarrely, uh, and I was, I was in the, I was actually in a bar last, uh, last night trying to see the Leeds match because we beat, who did we beat? We beat uh, Oh, we beat Birmingham three 0 What have we talking about yesterday? Yeah, yeah. The match wasn't on. Bloody Derby County were on. Yes, we managed to lose three two. Uh, but I miss. I missed the, the the Leeds match. wasn't on the TV, but that was a good win for Leeds but
1: we. That that is one of the very rare occasions when the fans singing "You're getting sacked in the morning" actually came true. <laughs> that doesn't well, happen very often.
0: Right. Well, we, we football fans may well do that on Friday night, by the way, don't we? Oh.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear, I've said nothing. I think even Korean fans were singing it in Boxing Day, so you're you're not on your own there. That's football, isn't it? That's but here, football. listen, Tim, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. Um, Thank you. All, you know, all, all things considered, we're all, we're all sports fans, we're all football fans. Whoever happens to win on Friday, best of luck. If it's Griffinville, Korean will just take it on the chin and dust themselves down and we'll just go again. And if it happens to be a bit of a shock and the cards and Korean win, well, at least you let, let you concentrate on the league then. do you a
0: favour. <laughs> well, absolutely. I'd be very stoic. If we lose on Friday night, I'll take it on the chin and I'll crawl, crawl into a corner and cry for a week and not answer my phone. And I will curse
1: you to, uh, <laughs> to wherever. I'm... <laughs> um, and and you'll not be doing any more gigs up in the in the Lodge Hotel for for love normally. Yeah. well, give my head pieces in the Riverside Theater in March, two nights. <laughs> I think one of them's very good. Really- <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, you will uh, you I don't know who can play Korean play in March. You can take out a Korean game as well, but listen, before you go any new year's resolutions uh Tim I I resolve never to make any resolutions because I break them by the
0: second of, of January already. Uh, I'm trying to give up the fags. That's a that's a big thing. Stop bloody smoking. So I'm it's hoping not that. Easy. Will, that's not I'm i
1: I'm a bit in that camp as well. I was off for a long time and then of course went out for a night and started again. Johnny, I'll tell you, I'm on and off like like a, I don't um, know.
0: Well, watching Cliffybo would would, would would spread your nerves, you know. Uh,
1: You'll always see you and you and Marty be standing down here in the toilet block on, the, on a Saturday. Yeah, you know, like how, that's a good thing. You go for a fag, you meet the best people. You meet Marty Quinn having a fag. That's <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. Johnny, any New Year resolution to break? Uh
2: just don't get too angry and go and get beat and take out knife. You know, all or not. Um, <laughs> no, listen, no, nah, I don't really have anything. I'm doing a marathon in April, so just continue training for it, and that's that's so it. Just take, just take it as it as it comes. You know.
1: Yeah. And and what about hopes for the season, Johnny? I know we're we're starting from a, a relatively low point here, but I mean, any hopes for the, the remainder of the season?
2: Okay. I'm I'm realist. I'm a realist, I think, when it comes to Korean and and I get results just recently haven't been good enough, but I think the club now is in a is in a sideways where if this investment happens, it's gonna just take us on to, to a new level and it's gonna take a wee bit of time too. And I think with, with the sign of Jack Scott, and I think there's there could be a couple more um common, I think they are the type of players that are going to improve your squad, so I think, um, yes, would it be nice if we didn't play Cliftonville and maybe someone a wee bit easier and get a win in the Irish Cup, of course it would, but at the end of the day, the win the Irish Cup, you'd have had to probably beat teams like Cliftonville anyway, so Think that I think get a bit of momentum back too would be nice. Get a few wins, um, and just try and get a few fans more on side. I think it's nearly a more important off the pitch than it is on the pitch at the minute. I think would be another way of putting it. And you know who knows in European playoffs and, and everyone else. So look, I think this year twenty twenty four is the biggest probably the biggest year in Korean's history. If you know, one of the biggest anyway, obviously two thousand eight and the financial issues were big. But you know this is probably historic in a, in a, in a different way. So. Um, yeah, fingers crossed that everything goes well and, and the future of the club and around us and if the takeover does happen, everything's secured and, and ready to
1: rock. Uh, Tim, what would constitute a good year for Cliffville? Trophy of some description in the in the cupboard? I think uh we'd be we'd be
0: disappointed with if we didn't get Europe at least and a trophy would be very nice. The Irish Cup would be very We're already out of the League cup on the accounting the interim sheet. So that's the only one left. Uh, but if Jim Jilton gets that, uh, there'll be a statue made of him outside, outside solitude,
1: you know, in solid gold, and he'll be worshipped as a god forever. Isn't it funny how things change? That, that wouldn't surprise you from not being wanted at the start of the season. To oh, a statue yeah. Statue at the end of the season. That sums up local football, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. Well, here, guys, thank you both very, very much. Uh, Johnny, thank you, thank you as There's
0: ever. No, Tim. Cool rain and everybody at Cool Rain because, I mean, I got a lovely welcome when I did the lunch up there. And, you know, he, it, I've always he, got he nice did. up there. And I hope I hope you enjoyed the
1: lunch and the, I mean, the best of luck to you for the rest of the season after we thrashed in Friday. Yeah, and by the way, if you're coming up on Friday, give us a shout and we'll we'll get you into the boardroom. Can't wish, can't uh, promise you a prawn sandwich, but we'll, we'll do a, a nice line and tea and buns. So we'll keep you we'll keep you happy anyway. Get on, get on. Good. Hope to see you, Friday. Lovely to see you again. Thanks for your work at the corporate lunch. Much appreciate it, Johnny. Thank you very much. And we will uh we'll we'll maybe see each other on Friday night. Well, we're talking to each other by then. Who knows? But anyway. Best of luck to both teams uh, and best of luck to Korean and Clifford for the remainder of the season. So until next time, thank you very much to Tim, to Johnny, the Lodge Hotel for their kind sponsorship. And as ever, come on to the bandsiders.